Hello, everybody. You have Justin Tracer, no Austin Cunningham tonight. He again had to work. Hey, man's paying his bills, taking care of business. Love to see it. We miss him. He'll be back next week. Um, let's just dive right into it. Cannot believe we are already on week 10 of the NFL. It is ridiculous. We do get an extra week this year, which is going to make things a lot better for us fans. I'm not saying that for the players, but it, it is going to be better for us fans just being able to watch more football. But it's crazy how fast it's going. We're already into November. I mean, we are two weeks away from what is my favorite, one of my favorite days of thing, which is Thanksgiving, just because of the football and like DFS Thanksgiving day is like literally like my favorite day. I think it's awesome to have three, three games making some DFS lineups that way is it's just awesome. So, um, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Week 10, we got a Thursday nighter like always, and it is the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. Obviously you can see why, right? The Ravens six and two really got things going coming. They had a bye two weeks ago, came off, got a win last week and they're a a tough win actually again, against the Vikings in overtime, very good game. But, um, and then we got the Dolphins, right? Dolphins very much struggling. Exact opposite, right? They only have two wins right now. And just things are struggling. Tua sounds like he's going to be out again, right? Or I shouldn't say sounds like. He is out again. The game's literally about to kick off in about 15 minutes right now from when I'm recording this. So, um, but they got a win last week. It was against the Texans. But no Tua again. This Ravens defense is completely different than what the Texans defense is, obviously. So how is Brissett going to handle it? My guess is not very well. Um, I will say that seven and a half number is very, very sneaky, though. I'd feel much better if if it was six and a half. I really would. Um, So much so that I'm actually going to take the Dolphins here at plus seven and a half. Uh, I think the – I just – have this gut feeling that the Ravens win by six or seven points. Um, Dolphins defense is playing much better the last few weeks. And our, and our boy, Dan Kiefer, who's in our gamblers anonymous episodes, by the way, you guys should go follow him, check him out. Yeah. Check out his little bio as well. He now has talking football in his bio, which is, you love to see it. You really love to see it. But anyways, he even mentioned how they're, they're playing more, of their, their style of defense recently. Uh, like it was almost like they, they had so many new guys that they couldn't, they had to play very vanilla defense and were only playing a certain percentage of their normal defensive plays. And you can see that they're getting more comfortable. They're playing much better, better. Javon Holland rookie safety out of Oregon has been playing lights out lately. I expect him to have another big game tonight. I think that he is going to force multiple big hits incompletions. Um, in this game, like he is just everywhere on the field. You love to see that. Uh, Christian Wilkins is also like this sneaky, really good defensive lineman kid out of Clemson. Um, that does not get the credit for how good he actually is. So, anyways, I'm taking the Dolphins at plus plus seven and a half. I actually think this is a pretty low scoring game when it's all said and done, which is why I think the seven and a half is too high. Uh, 
Austin is opposite. Austin, Austin is taking the Ravens at minus seven and a half. So already one day in or one game in, and we already have a difference. You'd love to see it. Um, so let's just go on to the next game here. Not a lot of DFS talk in that one. I do like I do like Thursday nighters, but this game, I'm I'm actually staying away from DFS on thir- tonight just because I just it's so hard to trust or do anything with this Miami offense. Like it's all chalk plays, right? Like Waddle, Gaskin, Gieski, and then it's like chalk for the Ravens as well. I don't know. I just no, I'm just not into it. So not doing any DFS with that. But we'll dive into the Sunday night games. We have my Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are 10 and a half point favorites. Last episode, Gamblers Anonymous episode, Kiefer goes ahead and takes Indianapolis. Austin also taking the Colts. I don't even know why I podcast with these guys. I truly don't. I mean, all they do is try to disrespect me. Here I am taking the, the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins over here. And then Austin and Kiefer just don't give a shit about me and my well-being as a fan. So they just take the Colts. Um, and I'm taking the Jags. They're not going to lose by they're not going to lose by more than 10. They're going to lose by 10. That's what I'm going to get. I mean, let's see. We got we got Trevor Lawrence. He is coming off of an ankle injury, but coming off of a huge win. Huge win. Love to see it. Nine to six over the Bills. Complete defensive battle. It was shocking to see the uh, the Jags defense slow down the Bills offense. Um, but on the opposite side, I can see why it's 10 and a half. The Colts are also rolling. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's doing his thing. And Michael Pittman's doing his thing. Carson Wentz is playing well. Um, and their defense is not playing bad either. So um, I can honestly see it, especially at home. But I'm going to just hope that the Jags are fired up enough after that big win against the Bills that they keep this somewhat close. That's what I'm going to go with. And yeah, give me the Jags on this. Um, I, I will say DFS plays. Um, I do have Jonathan Taylor in a few of my lineups this week. Um, I do have Dan Arnold, the tight end for the Jags in quite a bit of my lineups. He's a very cheap tight end play. Who's getting this sneaky high, target share for the Jags offense. Now he's like almost up to 20% since he's joined the Jags, um, which it was right before that Thursday night Bengals game. And so I've been playing him on quite a bit of my lineups this week, just, you know, hoping for that 60 yard game and a touchdown for a dude that's, you know, in the low three thousands. Um, that's, that's how you're going to win some DFS stuff. So give me that. Um, <clears throat> I actually am not, I'm actually, Staying away from Michael Pittman this week, um, the Jags have done a good job with uh, Griffin, the cornerback at, from that was, that was from Seattle, came here in free agency. He has done a really good job, actually, of slowing down the number one wide receivers um, for the most part this season. He has had one or two bad games, but for the most part, he's slowed them down, and I think that he's going to be shadowing um, Pittman quite often. So I'm actually going to stay away from Pittman quite a bit. Uh, moving on into the next game, we do have the Atlanta Falcons against the Dallas Cowboys. And <clears throat> the Cowboys, wow, did they not show up last week? They just got their asses kicked against the Denver Broncos, the Von Millerless Denver Broncos. It was 30 nothing in the fourth quarter before the Cowboys went and scored two garbage touchdowns. 
Um, the Falcons pull off a win against the Saints. I did call that one last week, so I do I do appreciate that one. Um, again, not going to have Calvin Ridley. He's still out. He's I mean, he's no matter what out for three games. Um, and then we'll see if he ends up coming back or not um, from his mental health um, separation that he wanted to have from football, which is totally supported. And you can understand why players need to do that. I'm honestly surprised not more do that, to be honest. Um, but moving back over to the Cowboys, it was Dak's first game back. Could see maybe why it slowed him down a little bit, but really... I mean, they just didn't get the running game going like the way I thought they were going to be. So minus nine, both um, Austin and I are taking Dallas at minus nine against the Falcons. And it is strictly, I think the Cowboys defense can slow down the Falcons just enough. And this Cowboys offense has got to be upset with the way they play. They probably want to put up a solid 35 points in this game, if not more. Um, So we're both taking Dallas. I'm sure Austin's thought process is pretty similar to what I was thinking right there. Um, I am, I mean, I'm starting the usual. I actually have Dak in quite a few of my lineups. I actually, so I know I just said I'm starting Arnold, the tight end for the Jags in some lineups, but I do have one of my, one of my favorite lineups I do have in DFS this week is kind of revolves around this game. Um, Sorry, I'm pulling up my lineup here so I can say exactly who would who I have in it? I know you all are like, yeah, we don't really give a shit, but it's my podcast, so I'm going to do what I want. Um, but I do have Dak in one of my lineups. I do have Dak, Zeke, Cooper, and Schultz. All so all four of them. Just saying, let's go all in on Dallas's offense after that poor performance, and then I'm I'm running it back with Kyle Pitts in my flex in that one. So um, Really, really like that one. I still am able to get like Javante Williams in that. I'm getting Mike Williams in that. I'm And then I'm getting Jacoby Myers because eventually that man has to get into the end zone in his career. Eventually it's going to happen and I'm hoping it's this week. So let's go. Moving on. Saints at Titans. Titans look good. Sunday night against the Rams. Show up, dominate, take care of business. No Hunter Henry, or yeah, no Derrick Henry, sorry. And it doesn't matter. Take care of business. Saints struggle against the Falcons. Tough loss there. Um, is it time for Taysom Hill to start taking over as quarterback? I think you see more of him at quarterback this week than you did last week. Obviously, it was his first game back in like four games from a concussion. Um, he ended up only throwing it like two or three times last week in that hybrid role that, that they like to play him in. I do think that we eventually start seeing it. And then once they lose this game, I think that they switch over to back to Taysom Hill full time. Um, so with that being said, I am taking the Titans at minus three. And so is Austin. Um, it's hard not to take them at minus three for how well they've been playing. It does feel, I will say, it does feel like a little bit of a trap game. Like I would not be shocked if the Saints won this game. I the Saints defense actually I think can slow down the Titans passing game and Titans rush game did not look very good. I almost feel like I'm trying to talk myself into taking the Saints here. Shit. Um no, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stay with the Titans, but I can easily see the Saints winning this game. Um this is this does feel like a trap game. All right, now we got an interesting one. We have the Cleveland Browns at 
the New England Patriots. Um, this number is growing. It, when we did Gamblers Anonymous, this was one and a half for New England. Now it is two and a half for New England. And you have no Nick Chubb as of now. He did test positive for COVID, but he is vaccinated. So he just needs to have two negative tests within a 24-hour period before Sunday's game starts. Um, as of Thursday afternoon, he had not had any. So it's really up to these next three days having two negatives in a row. Um, I'm taking New England in this game. I actually have this in our parlays. Um, I'm just bit, I mean, we're... Um, so is Keeper. Keeper has the over on this one. It's in our over parlay. So I'm just taking the Patriots just straight up to win this game. I think that they're going to find a way. I think it's going to be super hard for the Browns. I mean, it's because it's not just Nick Chubb, right? It's like the entire running back room. So I could easily see them missing two, two or three run, you know, two of the three running backs there. So because and we already know Hunt's out. So I'm going to take the Patriots. Austin's taking Cleveland. I'm honestly very interested to see why he took Cleveland and you not want to know how we're going to find out about that. You are going to go and download the mic'd up podcast. Am I promoting another podcast on our own podcast? Hell yeah, I am. Cause Austin's my boy. So go check out, go check out Austin, go check out mellow mic'd up podcast. Fantastic stuff. It's a daily podcast that they run. And on Fridays, they do something very similar to what we do on these episodes. So go check it out. Let's just listen. I mean, we'll just fast forward it to, to this game and then we'll call it. Like This is what we want to know, Austin. Why are you taking the Browns over the Patriots? And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just curious on what your thought process is. Um, moving on, we have the Bills at the Jets. And oh, sorry, with the Browns. Donovan Peoples-Jones, sneaky good. Um, DFS played there, um, especially if especially if they have some running backs out. I think he's going to be good. Same with Jarvis Landry. He he would be a guy I'm targeting. I already talked about Jacoby Myers on the Patriots. Uh, Got to pay attention to the running backs for the Patriots as well because both both running backs did get have head injuries heading out of last week's game. So if they're both end up playing, if only one, whatever. Like we got just just pay attention to that. Um, if, if one of them out, one of them being Stevenson or Harris is out, I'm going to be starting one of those two. Because if one of them's out and one of them gets majority of the carries, that is going to be um, a lot a lot of work for a fairly cheap DFS play. All right. Sorry about that. Going back over to the Bills, we have the Bills at the Jets. And Buffalo is 12-point favorites against the Jets. And it has been announced that Mike White is starting again. No Zach Wilson, no Johnson. Like it is going to be Mike White um, after the forearm injury um, during the Thursday night game against the Colts. We are both taking Buffalo in this game. There is no way that Buffalo is happy with that performance against the Jags where again, they did lose six to nine. Uh, and yes, I did just say six and nine. So enjoy that while it lasts. And how can, as a Jags fan, how can you not be happy, right? Um, but as a Bills fan, how can you not be honestly pretty pissed off? You have a true, you had a true chance to really just start trying to take a stranglehold on this AFC, and you lose a game like that. It's it's just bad for them. Um, they're going to be pissed. Their offense, I fully expect them to get going. Um, it does sound like Zach Moss may be missing this game with that also a head injury that happened during that Jags game. Uh, so Singletary. 
he's been looking, he's been looking decent. Like he's kind of starting to look like what you expected when they drafted him. Um, so he's playing well, fully expect this to be a very pass happy game for the bills, trying to get Josh Allen, just get him going again, get the things, you know, wheels turning a little bit and get the offense rolling. So both taking the bills. Um, I'm not starting anyone on the jets for DFS bills. You know, you have your normal guys, right? You you have Josh Allen that you can start. Uh, Dawson Knox might be coming back, and he's he's fairly cheap in DFS. I mean, you got to you have that's going to be more of a game time decision, so you got to just pay attention to that. But yeah, I like that as well. So Sanders, he's going to be a guy. I already talked about Singletary, so I could see. I, I think I'm going to be sprinkling in some Bills guys for sure. Uh, I don't think I'm going to focus in a, in a full lineup on them. I don't know. I might. I, I say all this shit during this episode, and then on Sunday I do sometimes exact opposite on DFS, and I'm like, ah, turns out I lied on the episode. So whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, Lions at the Steelers. Steelers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. You have the Lions coming off of a bye. You have the Steelers coming off of a – Crazy game on Monday night, barely pulling out the win against the Bears where Justin Fields looked good. They let him actually go and do his thing. So that was awesome to see. Um, no Chase Claypool, everybody. Claypool is going to be out. Sounds like it's going to be possibly they're, – they're saying week to week, so possibly you know two, three weeks there. James Washington, sneaky good play there. Whenever he gets good workload, he always produces, like always. Um, so I do like James Robinson there. Uh, Fryermuth is just a stud right now. He had two touchdowns on Sunday, actually had uh, traded him last week, or I mean, yesterday, uh, two days ago for those listening to traded him in fantasy, got a good return for him. So I was happy about that. Um, Najee Harris is just like, I think a must start in fantasy this week um, for DFS, obviously in season long, obviously. Um, So I am starting Najee Harris in quite a bit of lineups. I do like running it back with Swift. Um, Hawkinson, I also like, he is, he's, his target share is starting to grow again. So it was super high at the start of the year. Then he got hurt and he was playing through it. And so it dropped quite a bit. And now you can tell he's healthy again. I think he had 11 or 12 targets last week. Um, I fully expect to be him to be staying around that d- close to double digit average, you know, that nine, 10, 11 average, which is going to be great for, for tight ends. Um, and then DFS, if you're playing just in the main slate, I mean, you don't have Waller, you don't have Kelsey because they're both on Sunday night. So, I mean, Hawkinson's one of the best guys you can be getting. I mean, it's also one of the most expensive, but it's still not a crazy amount. So um, I do have some lineups, lineups where I'm switching or rolling with the running backs um, in this game. For the spread, we are both taking the Steelers to cover the eight and a half. Um, I honestly don't feel good about this one either. This is very similar to that Titans one. I just feel like it's a little chalky where it's like it's almost baiting me into just taking the favorite just because the underdog is just, I think they're just a little too, I mean, Lions just stay close. Like that's the problem, right? They just stay close in these games. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I had taking the Steelers in that game. Moving on. We have the Buccaneers at the Washington football team, two teams coming off of a bye. We are both taking Tampa Bay at minus nine and a half. Uh, I will say sneaky, good DFS stuff here too. Sneaky. Good. You have 
Godwin, who is yet to practice this week. You have AB, who's still in a foot cast boot thing. So he's out. If, if Godwin doesn't play and they came out and said Gronk is like not going to be back to full health for um, a couple more weeks, if he plays through it or not, you know, he most likely will. But I mean, he's not the same when he's not healthy, obviously. So uh, Tyler Johnson, sneaky good play. He's super cheap. He's like 3,300 on, on DraftKings right now. Love, love trying to get him into some of my lineups, saving some cash. Um, obviously, that is if Godwin is out. I mean, he still can make a, make some plays being the wide receiver three in this lineup. But obviously, if Godwin's out, that's where that's where you have to strike there. Um, I like McKissick in this game um, for Washington. I think they're going to get down, so they're going to be passing a lot more. Hopefully, hopefully Gibson's a little bit more healthy after the bye, having a couple weeks to you know, help that shin leg, lower leg injury. Um, Bucks defense is getting a little bit healthier. They're going to, I think they're going to just be keen on uh, McLaurin. So I'm staying away from Terry um, in, in this game. Um, Terry's starting to become the guy I just, I start when, and it might be even a little chalky, but like when you know it's a really, really good matchup, you start him. And when it's not, you kind of stay away from him. If you looked at the stats, you'd be like, well, Tampa Bay is a good matchup, but I do think that that number is a little skewed from them being injured in, you know, the defensive backs and they're starting to get healthy there. So um, I think it's a high scoring game though. So give me, give me Tom Brady, give me Tyler Johnson. Um, You can probably just toss in Mike Evans, but I mean, he's, he's going to be super chalky um, this week, I think, especially if Godwin's out, but I think, Further, we get into the weekend, and no, no news on Mike Evans. I think all those people making those lineups on Friday, Saturday are going to just be putting him in no matter what. So, um, anyway, so sorry, I think I said it, but we're both taking Tampa Bay at minus nine and a half. There, moving on, we have the Panthers at the Cardinals. Panthers went out and signed a guy today that they know very well, which is Mr. Cam Newton. Newton is back in Carolina. He is fully vaccinated, so he's going to be ready to roll. I mean, at this point, it is Thursday. By the time he got signed, there's no way he's going to be playing. I think they already said that P.J. Tucker is going to be starting this week with Sam Darnold out for, I think they're saying, six weeks. Um, but next week, they play the Washington football team and Ron Rivera, who used to be the card uh, the Carolina Panthers head coach. And I could easily see that being win. Cam Newton starts, which would just be a poetic thing. Like, how can you not be just in love with football and these type of storylines, right? Um, so you have the Panthers, you have the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals coming off of a very impressive win without Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kyler's already said he's basically going to be playing this week. Says, yeah, I might not practice that much this week, but I'm playing this week. Like, don't worry about that. And I would assume Hopkins is probably pretty similar. Um, and the Panthers have just been, I mean, it's just been bad, but you, it's hard to say, is it, is it the play calling? Is it the quarterback play? Is that the offensive line is just really that bad? Um, I kind of want to say it's more quarterback play and offensive line play. Um, I, I hope PJ Huck, Tucker or PJ Walker, um, I said Tucker, but Walker, uh, I think, I think I said Tucker earlier too. I meant Walker. Um, 
hope that he sparks this offense and gets some things going for them. Um, Arizona, 10 and a half point favorites. I mean, I, you have to take the Cardinals in this. I mean, you just have to nine in one team facing a struggling team. That's going with a new quarterback um, that knows that his time is short. Like no matter how well he plays this week, they just signed Cam Newton and it wasn't, it wasn't vet minimum money. It was, it was real starter money. So Panthers are starting him soon. Um, so he knows that uh, could make it. So Walker might force it a little bit, trying to make some plays. So uh, I think the smart bet Austin and I both agree, both taking Arizona there. Vikings at the LA chargers and the chargers are three point favorites. And me and Austin both taking the Chargers. I uh, love this game. Love it. I think that, I mean, there's all this news about Dalvin Cook going on. Who knows what's going to happen for that? Not even going to say anything, speculate anything. Going to let everything play out, and then we'll talk about that some more. Um, OC for Vikings has come out today and basically said, what am I doing by not getting Justin Jefferson more targets? It's almost like I've been saying that on this freaking podcast for weeks now like yes he's your best player get him the ball like just manipulate plays to make it so he gets it like he gets the target um so fully expect that even though the chargers deep pass defense is pretty dang good fully expect to see some stuff there chargers i am starting everybody i know that the vikings just i mean vikings defense is actually better than a lot of people think they are but i'm Throwing in Herbert. I'm throwing in Eckler. I'm throwing in, I already said Mike Williams in one of my lineups. I'm throwing in him and a lot more. I'm throwing in, I mean, even Parham has a chance in there. Um, obviously, Keenan Allen is going to be in a ton of lineups, but um, kind of very similar to that Falcons Cowboys game that I mentioned. I do see me kind of trying to stack some games, um, some teams with the chart, a lot of Chargers and running it back with some Vikings. Um, obviously Dalvin cook plays and it will, you know, I'll be putting him in some lineups and then, um, chargers. I just mentioned, so be stacking Herbert and some guys there. Um, it's a little surprising. This is only three. And I know the chargers kind of been struggling a little bit. They did, you know, have a, have a good win last week against the Eagles. I don't know. This one feels a little low to me. feels like it should be more like four and a half to me. Um, but Watch now the Vikings go ahead and win by 14, and I will cut the idiot here. Um, Eagles at Broncos. Speaking of what I, the Eagles, who I just mentioned, they are super run heavy at this point. They played a very good game against the Chargers, just couldn't just couldn't slow down Herbert at the end, and Herbert got him into field goal range. So Eagles at Broncos. Uh, AC Austin is taking Philadelphia. He's taking the Eagles here. I can see why. Um, Feels like the Broncos are just so close to just imploding and falling apart, obviously trading their, their star player. Um, but they did win last week. Again, they dominated the Cowboys. Does that get in their head or not? I don't think it does. And really, I was impressed with the way they stopped the run on the Cowboys. And I think that they try to do that a little bit more here with the Eagles. Obviously, a little bit different with the running game, mainly coming from the quarterback with the Eagles that I think is a little bit more difficult to stop. But... I mean, I'm going to ride the hot hand here and I'm going to take the Broncos at minus two and a half. Um, give me another last second field goal for the Broncos to win this game. Eagles lose back-to-back heartbreakers against AFC West teams. 
Um, plain and simple there. Uh, I am starting Devontae Smith in quite a bit of lineups. His target share is getting ridiculous. I think he had like a 35% target share last week, which was insane. And I kind of just see it staying in that high 20s. Um, so I kind of like that. Uh, Broncos, I already talked about Javante Williams. Uh, I'm going to be playing him in a, quite a few lineups. Problem now is like Judy's back, and Judy's clearly the best wide receiver on this team, but you can't just ignore Sutton. And Tim Patrick, former Ute, go Utes, uh, having a fantastic year. And it almost feels like fantasy-wise, they're kind of eating into each other a little bit too much where none of them are consistent enough. I think, I mean... Sutton's just honestly kind of fallen off the map the last few weeks. It feels like uh, Tim Patrick is a, you know, more touchdown dependent guy to be worth starting in fantasy. And then like, but with those guys getting those targets, Judy's kind of stuck in this eight targets going to get, end up with six catches for like 70 yards, like type games, which is fine. It's great. I mean, and I'm a huge Judy guy, um, but I kind of feel like, that kind of is going to be it. And again, fantasy wise, I mean, you're talking six for 70, you know, you're talking 13 points, which is, which is very solid. Um, but he's in that area where it's like, he's not cheap in DFS, but he's also not expensive. So it's, it's hard. I do have him in quite a few of my lineups and it's just because of just how the other, the rest of my team structure fell where that was like my one spot and he's the best flex flex option I have in that in that area of whatever it is, $5,400 or something like that. So, um, but yeah, all in on Williams. I'm hoping that Williams has a big game here. Um, Gordon's going to continue to steal a lot of the work as well. Um, but we'll see how that one plays out. So we have a difference there. I mean, at that point, we only have, I don't know, four differences. Cause I took Miami. I took new England. I took Denver. Okay, so just those three differences. Sorry, I'm going through the... Yeah, only three differences so far. Okay, so between me and Austin. Um, Moving on, we have the Seahawks at the Packers. And what do you know? We're probably going to have both quarterbacks back. We're going to... I mean, Russell Wilson basically did a whole video on it of why he's going to come back. Sounds like Aaron Rodgers feels confident he's going to pass his COVID test to be negative, but I think... He can't actually get back into the facility until Saturday. Not that it matters practice wise. It's just like, it's just kind of very close in case there is a negative test again. So um, minus three for the green Bay Packers. I'm taking green Bay. Austin is taking green Bay um, huge on Aaron Rodgers If he comes back, um, Aaron Jones has been a letdown in fantasy this year. Honestly, he had that huge game and I can't remember Monday night, Sunday night. Can't remember that huge game. Um, and it was a Monday night game. It was a Monday night game. And so, sorry, everybody's like, what is you talking about? I'm just talking to myself at this point. Um, but Devonte Adams should have a huge game here. I, Fully expect them to just get the ball rolling here um, with Rogers back. Very disappointing. The Packers did not end up with OBJ. Not that I think OBJ is, you know, amazing, but like he could change this offense and really, really take off as a wide receiver too in this. I'm honestly a little surprised he didn't take an offer from the Packers there, but 
Um, we'll talk about more of that in a second. Seahawks, again, Russell Wilson is back. Now you can start feeling very – geez, I just dropped something. Sorry. Um, feel very confident about Tyler Lockett. Like, just put him back in your lineup and be like, all right, this dude is going to have like 150 passer rating when targeted because him and Russell Wilson basically have the same brain and they know exactly when, when and where they're going to be. It's fantastic. Uh, Metcalf now has a chance to really take off. I mean, he wasn't bad with, with Wilson out, honestly. Um, he still did very good, but the, obviously Wilson just takes him to another level. You also have Chris Carson coming back as well. So um, RIP to Alex Collins owners there, uh, but Chris Collins, or I mean, Chris Carson going to have a big, big impact on this game as well. I think Packers have been playing very well on defense, but Carson just feels like that guy that can just like, just wear them down a little bit, almost like a Derrick Henry light sometimes. Like it, it feels like every year Carson, Carson goes on like this, like three game stretch where it's just like, holy shit, this dude looks like one of the best running backs in the game. Not saying it's going to be this game because he's just coming back. Um, but I think it's about this time. So in the next couple of weeks, I could see a big Chris Carson surge in a sense. So, um, but again, Austin and I both taking the Green Bay Packers here. Moving on to the Sunday night game, we have Austin's Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders, again, just another mess. Arnett, their former first-round pick from a, the same year of Henry Ruggs, um, goes on Twitter, does a whole rant. He ends up, turns out he's rented like four vehicles, crashed them all in the last month. Um, just, I don't understand it. I don't know. They release him. Just seems like a whole mess. Um, Chiefs uh, continuing to not look great. And, yeah. It's not great for the Chiefs right now, even though they are winning games. So you got to like that. But it just doesn't, it's just not pretty. It just does not look good. They had a tough time against the Packers, only scoring one touchdown. But yeah. So how does this turn out? I'm taking Vegas at plus two and a half. Don't feel good about it. Austin's obviously taking Kansas City because he's going to take Kansas City every single week, like no matter what. Um, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I just have this gut feeling that they're going to be able to just pull out this victory. I think at home, they're going to just be able to do it. Um, the the uh, NFL, the sorry, the Sunday night football player prop bets are going to be very fun to talk about, which we're going to do here in a second. Um, but give me car. I, I, I love the way Josh Jacobs has been running the ball the last couple of weeks. So give me Josh Jacobs to have a very big game here. I like that. Um, I actually traded for Travis Kelsey in, in one of my fantasy leagues this week. So I'm hoping that like they start getting rolling. Um, so we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Sorry. You guys get to hear my kid talk about how he wants to go see his mom now. So um, Yeah. This game is going to be super exciting. I'm very, I love the Sunday night game, Chiefs Raiders rival game. It's going to be awesome. I mean, they've had some pretty epic games over the last couple of years, and I expect nothing less from this game. Um, 
Austin loves to get into fights during Raider week on Twitter. So hopefully, I mean, it's been very quiet this week, but I mean, we still got a few more days before the game. So let's see what happens there. Now we're moving on to the Monday night game. Two LA teams we have, or I shouldn't say LA teams, two California teams, the Rams and the 49ers. Rams, four-point favorites. I think this is the lock of the week. 49ers look like shit. Rams look explosive. Uh, I know that they had a tough week last week, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold one game against them. Um, so give me the Rams all day. Give me Stafford. Give me Cooper Cup. Give me Daryl Henderson. And give me all. Give me just everybody on the Rams. Speaking of Rams, you're gonna have OBJ. OBJ signs with the Rams this afternoon. Huge, shocking. Just what on earth is gonna happen with this offense? Um, I kind of feel like it's not the best fit fantasy wise for OBJ, just because again, he's going to be, you know, the number three wide receiver there for actual football. This is huge. Like, I think it's going to be great for them. Um, it's going to be fun to see what McFay does for this team, um, or with what he does for this offense with OBJ, um, Niners, Jimmy G actually hasn't been playing horrible but um again when you're saying that like you should just be starting your rookie quarterback that you traded all these draft picks for like unless jimmy g was like yeah he's playing fantastic like you might as well make the switch um mitchell i expect mitchell to have a pretty good game iuk starting to play way more snaps i think he was something like 95 percent of the snaps last week back-to-back touchdowns now um so following i mean i'd be starting him i'm starting Kittle, I'm starting obviously Debo. I mean, there honestly, I'd be starting both teams guys this week. Like, I'm not the Rams defense is obviously great, but they they are a very much of a bend but don't break type defense where I think you're gonna see the Niners put up a fair amount of yards. I just don't think they're gonna put up the points, and the Rams are absolutely gonna be putting up lots and lots of points. Um again, I'm just shocked that this is only a four-point spread for the Rams. So Give me the Rams all day for that. That is exactly the way Austin is going as well. So Rams, there we go. Moving down into the Sunday night football player prop bets. We have Patrick Mahomes at 291 passing yards. And we are both taking the over here. Um, We both think that this is a high enough scoring game that we're both taking the over. We have Travis Kelsey at 70 receiving yards. And we are both taking the over on that one as well. Um, moving on to Tyreek Hill, 83 receiving yards. I'm, we're both taking the over there as well. Um, so a little bit, little bit of a high-scoring game apparently is what we're thinking here because all overs on that side. Moving on into Derek Carr, we have 287 passing yards for Derek Carr. I'm actually going to take the under on this one. I think he's closer to 270, 275 in this one. Austin is taking the over on that one. Um, So Austin has taken all overs. I've taken three overs and an under. Uh, Darren Waller, 72 receiving yards. I'm taking the over on that one. Austin is taking the over on that one. I just, I see this being a big, big Kelsey and Waller showdown, like where they both kind of go off. Um, and honestly, the reason I'm taking Tyreek is I just think that he's scary to say of like almost an afterthought because Kelsey's, I think Kelsey's going to just destroy them. And then I also think Waller is where 
Hill's going to just get one big play. I, I feel it like a Hill is finally going to get one of those like seven, eight yard routes and actually take it to the house this week. Um, he hasn't yet this year. All of his, I mean, his touchdowns have all been either really short ones or super deep 50 yarders. Right. Um, but like all air yards, not, Hey, he makes a play, you know, making a couple big people miss and then takes off. And I, I see that from Hill this week. Um, sorry, moving back over to the player prop bets. Renfro is the last one here, 59 receiving yards. He's just going to pick apart this defense. Um, so we're both taking the over here. Austin literally took the over on every single one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm not far off though. I took five, five overs and one under, uh, just taking the under on, on car at 287. Um, so one of us is going to have the lead in player prop bets after this week, because we are both tied at 32 and 22 on the season, which is fantastic. It'd be 10 over. Love that. Um, for the spread, Austin is 72 and 64. So solid eight over. And then I am 78 and 58. So, uh, like, like my lead there. Um, even if, I get all the differences between Austin and myself. If I had lost all of them this week, still would have the lead. So I like that. Um, hopefully, hopefully I can actually grow my lead on him though. So I don't want him getting any confidence over here, thinking that he can finally beat me after a few years on this. I'm already giving him some life on these player prop bets. So, um, but that's it, everybody. So we appreciate you all. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are doing great in fantasy. Hope you guys are doing great in your betting. Again, check out the the earlier week episodes that come out on technically Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, whenever I get them posted um, with me and Dan Kiefer. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Um, check that out. Again, check out Mic'd Up with Austin and, and Mello on that. And then obviously, just continue to listen to me and me and Austin when we're here, you know, the OG talking football episode, which is fantastic. Um, we do this, you know, we do this because there are actually people that really enjoy listening to it and that makes us happy and it motivates us, you know, to try to do as best content as possible here. And honestly, we just love talking, man. Like it's, it's just a good time. And so we hope you guys like it as much as we do. And, I mean, that's about it for me tonight. I'm going to sign off now and you guys enjoy your long weekends. Go Utes this weekend. Good luck to all your college teams as well. I didn't even bring that up. So um, that's it. Tonight, I've been talking football.